This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Okay, 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Uh, yeah, I've gotten so deep into the show, I've completely forgotten. Two hours in. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans who have uh, served us before. And uh, obviously, happy Veterans Day to them. All the best. My buddy Jackie McMahon. All the veterans, please. Got to give it up to them. Uh, so that's one thing. Second thing, I love compliments. Steve in New Jersey. Steve, what's going on? Hey, Gordon. I just wanted to say that uh, what I learned on TikTok is the best segment of the week. <laughs> and um, I just wanted to say about the state of New York sports. Remember April? Yeah. When everybody, when everybody thought, oh, the Mets are going to be good. The Yankees are going to be good. The Knicks are going to roll the heat. <laughs> the Jets are going to be good. The Giants are going to be good. Oh, it's it's just been such a bad six months. Bad yeah, well, bad. it's been more than that, Steve. And, and thank you for the kind words and thank you for the phone call. Um, it's been more than that. It's been rough. Speaking of rough, my NFL picks. This. Whoa, boy. We should probably have an NFL. Yeah, I know. We probably should have an NFL pick-free zone here. One and two last week, 10 and 16 on the season. Awful, terrible, no good, horrible, very bad day. But the main reason is Joe and Harvey. They are the producers of this show. I'm the talent, but they're supposed to take me and mold me in some way to make sure that you have to know that I can't be trusted. Like last week. How are you we got, getting blamed for this? I cannot you, believe this. Look, I made two picks and then I started rolling and I, st- and I went down the giant road. You have to know when to take the car keys away. Mm-hmm. I can't be trusted with this stuff. Your picks were giants at the Raiders. When you and Larry were talking about the new the new coach bounce that they would get. Yep. The Dolphins, who, who don't beat any good teams. Well, no, no, I, no, I took the Chiefs. I got that one right. That was the one I got right. You can't blame me for the one I got right. But it was against your own team, so that's a bit fraudulent. And you picked the Jets, who have that guy who should never be named. Yes. Don't make me throw you off the show. Well, here's how. this is what we're going to do in future. Because I need, I need some guardrails. I need some, some, some guidance. So from this point forward, you... Harvey and Joe will now have each week veto power on one pick. And how it's going to work is I'll make my picks. But if you if you hear something or see something that I'm doing, you're like, oh, what the hell is Gordon doing? You have the power with a sound effect, speaking up in the moment, to swap that pick. So I'll still be forced to pick that game. But you guys will be able to flip who I – so, like, Giant, uh, Jets-Raiders this week. If I were to take the Raiders, you could – oh, Gordon, don't take the Raiders. Beto power, I'm forced to take the Jets. I can't move the game. I have to just pick the other side of it. Does that work? That works. Okay. Let's get to the picks for week number 10. Can't wait to be blamed for this one. Because this is the week I turn things around. That is it. I have had it. We are turning it around this week. Enough of this nonsense. Let's start out Lions-Chargers. Chargers coming off their big performance against the Jets. Chargers at home getting three points. Detroit is coming off their bye week. They're likely to get David Montgomery back this week. He's been out for a while. 
It's a road game, but it's probably going to feel like a home game. The Lion fans who have been in hibernation, much like the uh, Zach Wilson truthers, they uh, they are out and about, and they are they. Yeah, I know I mentioned his name, but I'm allowed. Everybody else is a Zach free zone. I'm like a parent. You don't say as I don't do as I do. Do as I say. That's the rule here on the Gordon Damer Show. Back to the picks. Lions charge a road game. It'll feel like a home game for the Lions. And and the Chargers have not beat a good team all year. They're coming off their two best games. I'll grant you that. It would seem like they're trending in the right direction. They beat the Bears and the Jets. Come on. So give me Detroit minus the three. It's locked in. They can't veto it now. It's already locked in. They like that pick. All right, good. Game number two. Jets. Raiders. Jets minus one on the road. Well, for all the talk about last week, they have to win this game. It's big. This week is a must-win game for the Jets. Last week was important. This week is bigger. If you drop another game, you're absolutely buried. Can't do it. And this is a real crisis point for you-know-who. If he doesn't improve at quarterback this week, the Jets are going to be forced to make a move. They might not want to. They will, they'll have to take Woody Johnson and put him in a closet or something and just make the moves on their own. And if the Jets win here, the guy they got at quarterback, I would think he's probably going to – there's no way of getting out of it at that point. You're going to be forced to start who's starting at quarterback right now for the rest of the season. And this game is the easiest game the Jets have left on their schedule. So give me the Jets minus a point. Now, real quick. I'm not sure. No, no, no. Play the locked in. Play. You're going with this. Yes. All right. There we go. All right. It's locked in. You can't veto it. Now, did you want to veto that? I was just going to say, because I would have, because of you know who, mm-hmm. Joe disagreed. Well, you guys got to, like, you're the guys in the movie that are going to press the button and they have the two boxes and the two keys and you got to do it all. You got to be in sync. You know, I can't help that. You know what? Be, you know I won't. I won't. I'll leave you with it because you, you for some reason, you didn't learn your lesson last week, so you're no, stuck with them never, this week. Harvey, I never learned my lesson. One thing I will say about the Jets. Yeah. This is if this pick does not come in, this is the last week. That that's the veto power. <laughs> this is the I last can't. Week I, can't you pick, I can't go down that well. You again. can't pick the Jets for the remainder of the season. That would be tough. I like that. Because I, I, I like. I, that Jets Dolphin, they got two Dolphins games, so I, I want to oh, get something wow. out of those ones. We'll see. All right, uh, game number three. I'm going with the third game this week. I know it's probably a bad, uh, bad uh, decision, but that's what we do here on the Gordon Damer Show. Broncos at the Bills. Buffalo minus seven points. I said this during the week. It feels like the Bills have just never recovered from the DeMar Hamlin game. They just have never been the same team since. And maybe, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's Brian Dable's loss. Maybe they just weren't as good as we thought. Maybe we all just kind of got sucked into a to an NFL catfish. But this is the spot that I, if they don't come through this time, I will never believe in them again. They're at home. It's a Broncos team. The defense is looking better, but come on. This is a game you need. There's a big difference between 6-4 and four and 5-5. Five and five. This is a game that the Bills should absolutely roll 35-10. to 10. I don't care if it's 35-10. I don't care if it's whatever, but they got to win by more than a touchdown. So give me Buffalo. Minus 7.
All right, so no veto powers this week. Those are your picks for Week 10 in the NFL. What could possibly go wrong? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, let's get in a little Knicks. We have not talked about the Knicks at all. And there's one thing that's going on in the NBA right now with a big-name player who I am so thankful. At, at a time, the Knicks might have been involved in something like this, but it's so nice to sit back and know that your team is not going down that road again. So we'll get into what that is coming up next. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. We don't do a lot of college football on this show, but uh, big news today is that Michigan has failed to get that uh, temporary restraining order. So Jim Harbaugh will not be coaching the Wolverines today against Penn State. I know, Joe, you're a big uh, Michigan guy. Are you devastated by this? Not devastated, no. angered a little bit because of how it went down. I, I'm not surprised, right? But I mean, look, I, I think the, the whole thing handled. is a little bit overblown. But it's pretty clear he had to have known that this was going on. He had to have known, but yeah. the way that it's been handled by the Big Ten, I'm not the biggest fan of, especially putting this, you know, laying the law down when they're mm-hmm. in the air to go to Happy Valley to play the. The Nittany Lions, well, you so... You shouldn't cheat then, right? You should probably shouldn't you, you make sure your house is clean and then you don't have to come worry yes, about people I, coming I, in and I understand that, but at least... It, Michigan, it's, Michigan's not a rum-dum school in the Big Ten Conference. In a large respect, a, they a are the school? Big Ten a Conference. rum-dum school? Rum-dum. I've never we're, heard this phrase before. We're not... R- no disrespect to Rutgers, but we're not Rutgers. We're wow. not. Wow, oh my. Oh, man. Dan Gross is That would get be you. Joe Leo who said that, yes. not me. Don't come after me, people. Don't go chopping wood at my house. Rutgers isn't part of the, you know, Iowa is not. It's not. We're not Iowa. It's mm. Michigan and Ohio State. And I, I would have a hard time. So you believing. feel like there should be different set of rules for not if different you're a bigger set of school. Ru- not different set of rules. A little bit more class in handling the suspension of your biggest program's f- football coach. Kind of, Harvey. Am I wrong? Does it sound like he wants different rules based on the fact that Michigan's bigger than some other schools? And the- I'm glad you got what you wanted out of this. He took a shot. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm uh, saying is, if you're going to uh, suspend no, please, him, by all means, keep going. If yeah. you're going to suspend him, mm-hmm. do it on Tuesday. Okay. Do it earlier in the week or okay. wait right. until well, that, that, after the game. Right. That's fair. And do that. Don't All suspend right. him literally when he's flying to the game well, he's I about mean, to coach. They're the, they suspended him already, and, and they're the ones looking for the restraining order. So the suspension was what, yesterday? Yeah, it came down yesterday, probably okay. I want to say about 5 o'clock. Okay. Well, I mean, these things happen. They had to run through all the allegations and everything else. So I don't know. Good job, Gordon. All nice right, uh, let's move on, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. I did want to touch on something that is, endl- to me, endlessly entertaining. A- and maybe it's because I'm at a certain age. Maybe it's just my mindset. There's nothing as tasty as when karma comes back to bite those who deserve it. Karma, oh, it's delicious to watch from afar. And uh, the James Harden saga... So far this year, now with the Clippers, is endlessly entertaining. There was the uh, Mavericks. I'm not sure. Is he the play-by-play guy? Uh, Brian Damaris? Uh, it's almost my name. 
but it's not. Uh, he had that, that, that clip that has gone viral kind of talking about everything that's gone on with James Harden in his career and how he, he's not the beard, he's not the system, he's the problem, and, and that's absolutely 100% facts. The fact that the Sixers have not lost since they got rid of Harden, the fact that the Clippers have not won since they got him, to me, that whole situation with Harden can't go bad enough. I, I, I love the way that things have turned out for him. A guy who, when the going gets tough, he gets going to another team. He, he's looking for the exit as fast as he can get it. And I'm thankful. I enjoy it from afar because it's delicious. But I'm also thankful that for all the talk surrounding James Harden and looking for a team, and I'm sure if things don't go well with the Clippers, he'll be looking for another team. Nothing has ever linked him to the Knicks. And there was a time not that long ago that a big-name player, the likes of James Harden, if he had been available without a team, the Knicks, they, it's been like waiting for Godot. They've been waiting for a superstar for forever. Uh, and there was a time if, if different people were running the organization, the Knicks would have at the very least – dip their toe into that poison water, and I'm glad that that is not now. So even for a Knicks organization, there's talk always bubbling up about superstar this and superstar that. What superstar can they get? And it's only going to get more so because the, the, a lot of the assets that they have acquired here over the last few years waiting to, to be able to land that superstar, they're going to expire here before too long. they got four number one picks this year. They're not going to use those picks, or at least that's not the plan to use those picks. It's to take those picks and to, to package them together to get that big-name player. And I wonder if we, we've kind of kicked around some names that come down the pike every once in a while. Carl Anthony Towns came up this year. Joel, Joel Embiid's name has come up this year. Every once in a while, there'll be a new name, and, and a lot of times it's a name that's been mentioned before. I wonder if it's possible that at some point with the Clippers that Kawhi Leonard wants out because the way things are going right now, it don't look good. Uh, and, and I don't know if Kawhi Leonard's the right guy, but when you're looking for somebody to, to become available, that's the thing that the Knicks need right now, somebody to become available. Who is that next person that we don't know right now, at least not publicly, is going to become available? And I just wonder with the Clippers, if it, if it keeps trending in this direction – You'd have to think that something's going to change. And I, I wouldn't have a whole lot of interest in a lot of pieces there, but at least Kawhi Leonard is somebody who at one point was a superstar, and I wonder if the Knicks might go down that road again. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go back to the phones here. Lonnie is in Harlem. Lonnie, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Good afternoon, Uncle G, Sir Harvey, and Julia. Now, you know, I'll call them to talk about the Yankees. First of all, of course, shout out to the company, shout out Downtown TV, of course, as well. Um, you know, you're talking about the Knicks, but you know, I'll save that for another day. The season is so early. Um, but yeah, the whole, um, you know, Brian Cashman thing. I mean, Uncle G, what was that? I mean, I feel like he should be embarrassed for himself. No. He should be, but I think that, that the fact that nothing has come out that it, there's been an apology or or anything. Right. That tells me right. that he now, he's the power guy. It's not Hal. It's not anybody right. else within the organization. It's him. Right, right. And I think I might have spoke to you. I know I said this on the airways, definitely. But the fact that once after that whole, I forgot who it was that said that Hal basically sits back and lets Brian runs the whole, you know, the kit and caboodle, which 
we all, if you're a Yankee fan, you pretty much knew that already because when Hal has a press conference, he looks lost anyway. He looks like he doesn't really know what he's talking about. Just like you said, like, he brought up the bunch and, like, bunting is going to get us oh to the World God. Series. Like, it's little <laughs> things like that that I'm just sitting there like, what are we listening to? Like, as a Yankee fan, I swear, it's like they think we just covered our, cover our heads with, like, brown bags and it just says we're dumb on the front of it. Like, we literally can watch the game. We, we go to these games. We sit there and literally, you know – spend hours, countless hours watching these games, and then you come out and say some stuff like that, and then now let's move on to Cashman. With his press conference, I find that to be very clown-like. One, because you're the general manager or the manager, whatever, and then basically you run the team. We all know that. And then you're the team can't even have beards. I think Kay and Dave said this. The, the, the players can't have beards. They can't, you know. Uh, right. There's a, there's a decorum that you carry yourself as a New but, York Yankee. Right. But you over here cursing up a storm, calling and saying the BS and the, all these F-bombs. So, like, you could carry yourself like that, but the players, like, I swear, if Judge or somebody was to utter the, the F-bomb, like, it'd be, you know, public apologies issued out. So, it's people, like like you said, I just think that, you know, he clearly said all of that because he feels it. To me, I think he feels the pressure because if you remember midseason, he literally said, don't give up on us. What he really was saying is, don't give up on me. A lot of Yankee fans have already tapped you up and sent you off already, Brian. Uh, unfortunately, Howe won't fire his brother or, or, you know, displace him to some other, you know, position or whatever. So it's just like what we're going to have to deal with. But uh, to me, as a Yankee fan, I was I was pissed off listening to that. But I was honestly a little bit more embarrassed because I'm like, yo, the players can't even have beards and mustaches, but you, the person who basically, you know, uh, who's shooing in those rules is out here cursing at people. And when you're talking to the press, you're talking to us. So once again, we're not dumb, Brian. We know what you're talking about. Like, we know what you're saying. So basically, you, you basically just told all of us to F4. Thanks. Yeah, Lonnie. Uh, uh, they're, they're allowed to have mustaches. They can have that. The, thanks for the phone call. The beards is, is another thing. Um, the, uh, look, uh, that, uh, it's clear that Brian Cashman uh, thinks that their process and, 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 and his process, it's not even their process, it's his process. It's like my NFL picks on the show. I'm trying to put it on Harvey and Joe, but they're my picks. And, and, and Brian Cashman, it's not their choices as an organization. It's his choices. He's the guy running the show, and it's not worked. And you can run down the list of moves that have not worked, the big trades, the signing of Rodon, and go all the way back to when they brought in Aaron Boone as the manager. Now, I don't generally... Uh, run after uh, Boone and, and every little decision here and there. But at the time, that decision was made because it was thought to be in the best long-term interest of the organization. The Yankees had a lot of young players, and the, the general sense, or at least the story that was being peddled at the time, was that Joe Girardi, was his personality would grind on the players, and they needed a different voice to be able to unlock the potential of all these young stars that had now opened up this new window of opportunity for the Yankees. And here we are, what, six years later? And they haven't gotten as close as they were in, in, in 2017. That move, if you had, again, if you had Biff's sports almanac and could go back in time to that point and tell Brian Cashman, well, you're going to make this move with, with Aaron Boone, and in the next six years, you will not get to within one game of the World Series. You will not get to a World Series. You will not win a World Series. It's kind of hard to, to paint it as this was a successful move based on the results, and now we know the results. So 
All these moves, it's not the organization, it's him. He is the point person, for good or for bad. And, and for him, the one thing that he's got going in his favor, go change the, go change it this year. Go, cha- go get better players, and, and I'm sure that it will be a better result. But you can't now look back and, and, and look at the season. You just had the worst season in 30 years, and you say, wow, we're really good. Your own manager two years ago said the rest of the field is caught up. They caught up, they narrowed the gap or whatever it was when they had already surpassed you. But let's just go with what he said. The, the rest of the field has narrowed the gap. And in the two years since then, you've gotten swept by the Astros and the ALCS where you look like you didn't belong, and you've had the worst season the organization has had in 30 years. And yet you're still going to pedal. No, we're really, we're really good. Everything's great. Okay, sure. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Do you remember before the NFL season began, we did a little segment called Receipts. We allowed you, the audience, to call up and get on board to state what you feel like was going to happen in the NFL season. To print a receipt that you could say, you know what, I saw this coming. Well, I found the receipts this week, digging out in the studio here. And we've got to settle some scores coming up. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Whew, we've, got, we've uh, really run the gamut today. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. We've laughed, we've cried, we've learned some things. And we're not done yet. Taking you up until noon right here. 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, in case you're just joining us. Just want to state again, we're not going to go to the phones just this second, but when we do, this show is a Zach Wilson free zone for the next 28 minutes or so. So if you have something about Zach Wilson, I would say just avoid it because we will uh, we will institute our rules as we see necessary. Yes. Zach Wilson frees it. We don't need to go down that road. We've been down that road. We know that road like the back of our hand. We can walk that road blindfolded, which sometimes is how it feels like Zach Wilson plays quarterback. So this is a Zach Wilson free zone. But we still have to settle some scores. Do you remember before the NFL season, we did a little segment called Receipts, where we opened up the phones, 1-800-919-ESPN, to allow people to, to make their bold predictions about the NFL season. We would keep track of it over the course of the year, and we would print you a receipt. So you could say, hey, this is no surprise. Anything that happens in the NFL, this is not a surprise to me. I saw this coming. I called in the Gordon Damer show, and I have a receipt saying that I knew that blah, blah, blah was going to happen. That Rutgers is not some rum-dum organization. Or whatever. What was the, what was the phrase? Rum-dum? Bum-bum? What is it? I don't remember. I used rum dum, but rum dum. We're big. It's not. We're not the dregs of the Big Ten. We're not. I so the the dregs of the Big Ten, they have to follow rules separately than the the, the blue bloods. No, they don't have to follow. To. There's no rules that don't apply to us. Uh huh. I'm just. I, I the only thing I was asking for was mm-hmm. for a more professional mm-hmm. ruling. Right. And it didn't seem like Michigan got the fair shake. Due process is what I wanted. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, let's get back to receipts. And I think that um, I was hoping that Joe might take another shot at Rutgers there. But that didn't happen. Um, so before the season, we had our receipts. We, we had Joe, Leo, Harvey Cruz, myself made our receipts. And uh, for some of us, they're, they're not looking so bad. 
Harvey, you still have a shot with the, the Chargers winning a playoff game this year, certainly boosted by the win over the Jets this week. You had one, Harvey, about the Jets quarterbacks costing them two games this year. I'm almost there, I think. I think I got one at least. Yeah, that one's kind of that's kind of of course if you if you lose games you could blame the quarterback especially the you know who running the show there. Although you didn't know that you you know who was going to be doing it at that point. You also had that Jonathan Gannon would get fired as the uh, Cardinals head coach. So I guess that at least a possibility. Joe, you have the Patriots finishing last in the AFC East. I think you nailed that one clearly even though we're we're not at the end of the season just yet. That one seems like it's going to cash. You have the Steelers winning the AFC North. I don't think that that one's going to happen, but at least it's within the range it's of possibilities. Still alive. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Not, not a, a, I don't think he's the favorite right now, but it's not outlandish. Those are good. Not all of them are good, though. We have, uh, I think, the worst one of all, Anthony in Levittown. We have not heard from Anthony in Levittown since. He predicted that J.K. Dobbins would have 1,800 yards and lead the NFL in rushing. I it's don't even wrong. know. Yeah, I don't think that J.K. Dobbins even got through a full quarter before getting hurt. So that one was pretty bad. Uh, we have a lot of po- there was a lot of positivity in regards to the Giants and in regards to Daniel Jones. Lee and Harlem had the Giants winning the NFC East and being the number one seed in the you NFC. Big dumb idiot! What are you doing? It's pretty safe to say we will not be hearing from Lee and Harlem anytime soon. Colum in the Bronx, a very popular caller with all the different shows. He had that Daniel Jones would get not only MVP votes, but would finish in the top 10 in MVP voting. Old, stupid, done man. And would be better than Dak Prescott. I think it's safe to say that's not the case. Matt and Troy had Daniel Jones winning the MVP this year. And the Giants winning the NFC this year. Chris and Beth Page, another popular caller, had the Giants finishing 10 and 7. 10 wins seems out of the realm of possibility now, unless the Giants play maybe 300 games. They could maybe get to those 10 wins with the way things are going right now. Any other ones that uh, uh, Mike in New Jersey had the Jets starting 4 0? And he said that Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard would match Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker's production from the Jets from that one season. That was, whew, that was, that's a rough one. Lou in Lincoln Park had the Chiefs missing the playoffs. Keith and Hasbrook. Yeah, Keith and Hasbrook Heights had the Jets as the number two seed. Oh my Lord, there's a lot of bad predictions from the receipts. But we'll keep track of them. Some of them are still out there. Oh, Chris and Beth Page, I had that one, right? Giants win 10 games. Yep, I had that one. Jose in Brooklyn had R.J. Barrett being an all-star. That one looks pretty good right now. I don't know if he's going to be an all-star. Still very early, but this looking like better than some of them. This is like going through a morgue. Hmm? This is like going through a morgue. It's not good. Anything that has Giants written on it is, oh, my God, horrific. You would have thought that there would have been a little bit more balance. Apparently not. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, to Joe is in MetLife. Joe, what's going on, my man? Good afternoon, guys. Gordon, excellent show. Uh, Thank you, my friend. It's been a bad season for Yankees, Jets, Mets, I mean, Giants. I'm a diehard Giants fan. And, I mean, I've never seen our New York City team so bad. Thank God for the Knicks for now. For now. Now, first question, only one question. Who would you pick for the Giants next 
quarterback out of this great NFL college draft coming up, who would you pick? Well, here's the thing, Joe, and thanks for the phone call. I do not watch a lot of college football during the year. Now that we're kind of getting a little closer to, I mean, with the Giants, the offseason has kind of already begun and looking ahead. It's all about how high can they get up? Can they get to that number one pick? I have not watched a lot of Drake May. I've not watched a lot of Michael Penix. Uh, I've not watched a lot of these guys as of yet. Uh, I would just say right now, the one take that I have on the Giants is if the Giants finish, say, with the fourth pick in the draft, and Caleb Williams is is almost certainly going to go number one. If he's in a uh, in a spot where, say, uh, Arizona or the Bears have that first pick, and he does not want to go there, I don't think that the Giants are in a position to move up and trade what will be necessary to go get that guy. And I know that that's probably counter to what a lot of people think. Hey, he's the best guy. You have to have the quarterback. The quarterback's all that matters. The Giants have a talent problem. They cannot afford to be trading away multiple picks in multiple years when if you bring in any quarterback, he could be the greatest quarterback in the world. None of these guys are finished products. And none of these guys are good enough to uh, elevate the situation no matter what the situation is. You have to have some talent surrounding these quarterbacks. Otherwise, you're going to break them. You're going to ruin them. Even as great as, as, as Caleb Williams is supposed to be, you can ruin them. And right now, to me, the biggest issue that the Giants have is a talent issue. So if it me- you take a look at last year, uh, Carolina had to trade away their number one that year, their number one the following year. They had to trade away their second-round pick last year. They had to trade away their second-round pick, or no, second-round pick this year, second-round pick next year, and they had to trade away DJ Moore. I mean, to, to take that amount of talent and that possibility of talent for the Giants off the board, to, given with where they're at, I don't think that they can make that kind of move. So I'm not going to tell you I know for sure who the guy is. I'd love to have Caleb Williams. I have seen some of him play, and he looks sensational. But I think that the Giants would have to be in that position. And I would also say, if it turns out that the Giants, I say this all the time, say the Giants have the fourth pick or the fifth pick, and they're sitting in a spot where there's a quarterback available that they like but don't love, the people running the Giants, they are betting their careers on whoever the next person they pick at quarterback. If that guy ain't good, they're going to be gone. So it ain't about picking somebody as fast as possible. It's about picking the right guy. And I actually think given with where they're at talent-wise, there's a lot of benefits to if there's a quarterback that's available that they like but don't love, making that deal to allow someone else to move up and recouping a bunch of picks. They need as many shots at the dartboard as possible to kind of make up for the talent de- deficit that they have been working with here for the last few years as a result of poor drafts and poor GMs. Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. A hungry Damer is never full. At this stage of my life, eating is like 90% of my joy. Where he answers the unanswerable. Got to do something with my hands. I got to get busy. No algorithm can defeat the GD. These are Gordon Damer's leftovers. Oh, yes, people. It is the Gordon Damer Show. 98.7 FM ESPN New York. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. People on Twitter 
at Gordon Dammer. Not very happy with one Joe Leo. The level of disrespect towards Rutgers. I would like to think that uh, that, that tape will make its way to the Chris Carlins of the world or uh, the Dan Grosses of the world. They're a Big now, East school. They're not Mi- a Michigan Big Ten should school. be treated differently like the, 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 than the rum dumb. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> Did Harvey? I say that they'd be treated differently? Harvey? It was implied. It Let, was kind of implied. No, let's go back to the tape. Let's go back to the tape here. Let's just see what he says here. Michigan's not a rum dumb school in the Big Ten Conference. No disrespect to Rutgers, but we're not Rutgers. You know, when you say no disrespect. <laughs> right, there's some disrespect. <laughs> and, and, and by the, the transitive parties, I would think that what you're saying is that Rutgers is some rum dumb school in the Big Ten. Mike Teal is going to come after him. Kenny Britt's going to come after him. The McCordy brothers. Would, Again, that would be Joe Leo, who is uh, on Twitter at not the fake Joe Leo. Let me let me ask this question to anybody defending Rutgers in this situation. And here's the thing: Rutgers is like uh, Lieutenant Weinberg, and uh, when when Colonel Jessup is all of a sudden running through, who's going to do it? You, Lieutenant We- Lieutenant Weinberg's just sitting there doing nothing. Rutgers has nothing to do in this fight. But go ahead. If Rutgers was caught in the same situation, would they? In their game against Iowa, would they have Greg Schiano be suspended on their flight out well, to see, Iowa? That's the thing. Greg Schiano would not get involved in this kind of stuff where he's hiring people and then letting them go out there and steal signals from other people. When you're in the wrong, you don't get to play the victim here. That's the takeaway. You certainly don't get to insult Rutgers. I mean, this is it's outrageous the way you've, you've taken this. They're, big ten, they're not a Big Ten school. They're a Big East school. Well, they're, they're in the Big Ten. You brought them up. They didn't bring themselves up. They didn't say, hey, get us involved in this conversation. He can't help himself. He can't help himself. He's, he's deranged. All right, let's get to the leftovers. Here's my leftover for this week, non-sports-related thought. I was sitting enjoying some of my kids' Halloween candy because that's what you do. They, they got way too much of it. I don't know how many more years at 15 and 13 I'm going to get this Halloween candy. So I got I to gotta make hay while the sun shines. So Kit Kats. I love a good Kit Kat, right? Kit Kats, the inside of a Kit Kat. And maybe I'm just dumb. That's very possible. But the inside of a Kit Kat is crushed up pieces of Kit Kats, right? We can all agree on that. Yes. That's what's on the inside of a Kit Kat. It's chopped up pieces of of other Kit Kats. So my question is, how did they make the first Kit Kat? It's a great question. Right? If the insides of a Kit Kat is chopped up pieces of Kit Kat, what did they put in the first Kit Kat? How did they start this whole thing? I get how they do it now. They got extra Kit Kats. They chop them up. They put them in the Kit Kats. Is this a problem for anybody else? It feels like a real like conundrum. Like I don't know how they got this started. You mean to tell me this couldn't be? This wasn't on TikTok. You could see that it could be solved. I didn't. I didn't find anything on TikTok about. I didn't search anything. On, I, I've been on a weird side of TikTok. I'm still on hoof uh, TikTok. Hoof. Oh, hoof. Ho- hoofs. Yeah, C- cow hooves and and horse hooves. Fixing both of them. I'm on that side of TikTok right now. It's fascinating. I, it's very. Um, also, I'm on drain TikTok. Fixing unclogging drains those videos are very satisfying but what's no, more I'm not satisfying on the, side. the hoof tiktok or the uh the drain tiktok i like to see the 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 hooves of the of the cows and the horses they they were all banged up they got metal in there they got things 
rotting away. I'm always looking for what my next career is. So I, I, there's a possibility fixing hooves. Is, it could be uh, something I, I do down the road. But let's get back to the Kit Kats. How did they do that? Why did they, what did they put in the first Kit Kat to get this whole train started? Does that not trouble anybody else? I think we need somebody from Kit Kat to come right. on the show. We'll reach out to them for next week. All right, what do you guys got? My only leftover is a bit of advice for every football fan out there that makes predictions mm-hmm. regarding the Jets. Yeah. Any prediction. Yeah. That's to do with the Jets making any sort of run, mm-hmm. winning any sort of game, mm-hmm. doing anything on offense. Right. Moving the ball anywhere. Has to be taken into the account that their quarterback is that guy who shall not be named. Exactly. All I've heard last week and after Rodgers went down was that he mm-hmm. ca- should move the ball against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. He should move up the ball against the uh, the Raiders this week. Yeah. He should um they should um help him move the ball faster, no huddle. Mm-hmm. And all I will tell you is this. Trust your eyes with what you've seen mm-hmm. and take that into account with anything Jets related. It's almost like when someone who's like really into art looks at a painting and starts to describe to you this thing or that thing about the artist's intent, and, and you're just looking at a big pile of blue. Uh, sometimes it's just a big pile of blue. It's, it's obvious what it is. It's just blue. That's all it is. It's not anything deeper than that. And you don't have to have more. So- and maybe there is more sophistication, but at the end of the day, it's results. It's all results-based. So you're absolutely right, Harvey. Very good point. Uh, and, and the main takeaway, because this is a Zach Wilson-free zone for at least the next three or four minutes, um, is that when it comes to the Jets, their greatest nemesis, their greatest rival is positivity. So as soon as you start feeling positive about anything, curb your enthusiasm. Joe, what do you got outside of insulting uh, Rutgers? Uh, it's Yankee-related. Okay. And I, I just I don't think the criticism of Brian Cashman has been as loud as, as, loud as it needs to be with not only his comments, but the team's production on the field. Mm -hmm. Because over the last 200 games, they're a below 500 team. Well, I think that a lot of this goes back to how the media, your relationship with the media. And I think it's a good comparison. Look at the amount of articles and and talk that has been out there about Bill Belichick. He they got to fire him. They got to get rid of him. They should fire him in the season. They got to fire him after the season. All the talk about, but but that's mainly because the, the the media does not have a good relationship with Bill Belichick, and part of that is on Bill Belichick. Brian Cashman does have a, a good relationship with the media. I think. Uh, I think even the people that have criticized him this week have have pointed out how much they they like Brian and they respect Brian. So for the amount of talk that Bill Belichick has heard already or, or the conversations that are out there about him getting fired, it's not nearly – now, it's been from fans, but not from the media saying that Brian Cashman has not done a good job over the last two-plus years. There's some of it, but not nearly to the degree that it is with Bill Belichick. And I would say that of the two, who, who do you think has deserves more credit for what they have accomplished? Bill Belichick? Or Brian Cash. To me, that one's not close. It's Bill Belichick. 
I agree with you. And one and one last thing on this Michigan situation. Yeah. Ward Manuel just released a uh, statement. Our own uh-huh. Adam Schefter has tweeted that out. It's way too long to read on on air right now. Please. Because of the way, because of the time restraints of the show. Yes. Uh, so go read that again. Schefter just put that out three minutes okay. ago. Good to know. Uh, Charles is in Queens. Charles, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how you doing? I'm good, Charles. What you got, my man? Well, we're talking about Daniel Jones, the Giants, and how terrible they are this year, and getting a quarterback in the draft. Yep. Whatever quarterback we get in the draft, he's going to go down the same hole that Daniel Jones has because we do not have an offensive line to protect him. Yeah, well, that kind of – yeah, uh, Charles, look, we're, we're kind of running out of time. You're you're absolutely right. Like, there's the old line about insanity is doing the same things all over again and expecting a different result. It kind of gets back to my point about it, where the Giants find themselves after this year. No matter where it is, if it's the first pick, if it's the fourth pick, if it's the seventh pick, whatever, they have got to fix that offensive line. Now, they don't have to fix it with the first overall pick. Generally, Teams put their teams together where there might be one guy that was a really high pick, like Andrew Thomas was the fourth pick in the draft. But you have to be able to find other pieces to fix that offensive line without using premier picks. Generally, and the Giants have already done that with two. I mean, Evan Neal was a premier pick. So, yeah, if they pick a quarterback, if they don't pick a quarterback, I think one thing is safe, though. It can go a lot of different ways this year with the Giants. I think it's pretty safe to say no matter where they pick in the first round, not going to take a running back. I don't think there's going to be any conversation. We've gone down that road before, and nobody's going to make that mistake again. That's for sure. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. Thank you very much to the callers. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to, we'll see. The Zach Wilson free zone might very well take effect next Saturday as well. We'll have to wait and see how this week plays out. But that's going to do it for the Gordon Damer Show. If you didn't hit us up on the phones, please hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok, at Old Man Radio. We'll see you, I think, Tuesday night, along with Larry Hardesty. Anina Marks is up next, only right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York.